Last time on Dice Funk. This was pinned to the front door with a knife. I know you're going to want to do something, but you'd better remember that just because we don't want to hurt you doesn't mean we won't hurt plenty of people you know. How's dear old dad, by the way? And it's signed, The Stone Rotten. And then he takes her by the shoulders and picks her up and says, Jane's dead! I murdered her! I'm not asking you to mutilate yourself. I'm just asking you to stab yourself. I did, and I'm done now. You guys stay on the roof. I'm going to make my way back to the twist. Come by in, like, two hours or so. Okay, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go try to enlist the help of Silas. Okay, then I guess I'm going to take this opportunity to at least sleep until Tamsin or Quips comes to wake me up. Uh, With her hand still on your cheeks, he says, Did Jane have to die? And before you can answer, she casts command on you. No. But. Nope. As soon as you say no, Anne's hand uh, flares a sacred fire and she burns a hand-shaped mark onto your face. This better be a good episode, because I'm missing the Westminster Kennel Dog Show right now. Oh my god, your life is so hard. Listen, those are premium snouts. Those are high-class bourgeois snouts I'm missing out on for you guys. Bourgeois snouts? <laughs> what the fuck? Just, just, down- just download it later. Who watches live television? <laughs> I don't even have cable, it's a joke. No spoilers. I don't yeah, <laughs> seriously, man. The Dalmatian wins! Leon, you're out of the party. <laughs> Leon, you're fired. <laughs> All right. Leon. Yeah. Do you want to acknowledge the thing that happened in the Skype chat earlier? Oh, yeah. Um, A fan of mine and I guess yours uh, sent me a thing. But not to... a fan of mine, just so that we're clear. Yeah. Or mine, just so we're clear. This this person, <laughs> This person has made it very, very, very deliberately clear that they want to have nothing to do with me. Wait, is that real? No, no, not no. at all. I'm being, <laughs> I'm lying. This person, I, I don't, you know, share my personal Facebook page, but I have a Facebook fan page for uh, all my shows and related shows. Uh, and someone messaged me on it and said, hey, I'm a really big fan of yours from way back. And I like Dice Funk too. So I made, I don't know why I'm doing an impression of this person I've never met, uh, but he said that I wanted to make a song about what would happen if you guys faced off against Lonigan and Lord Erlen, because there's the two bad guys. So I made a song, and I wrote down lyrics, and he sent me two things, and I said I would share it with you guys, and then I did. Uh, it is uh, to the tune of Stronger Than You, a song from the uh, season one finale of uh, Steven Universe. Um, so that, that happened. First of all, brilliant that someone cares enough to even do anything for us. Yeah, seriously. Really, really, really got us too, since, uh, Austin and and I are both big fans of Steven Universe. So it's like everything that we like is just shoved into like two minutes and 30 seconds, uh, MP3 file. So. Yeah, true story, I wrote an article about the music of Steven Universe, and even listening to Stronger Than You for that article got me choked up. Like, that's how much I love that song. So, like, that's a tactical strike on my on my feels there. Should I, is there anywhere that people listening can hear that? Should I edit it in, edit in a bit here or there or something? So people... I, I uh, you could. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't ask him if it was okay to share it. <laughs> so, 
I don't know if it, I don't know if it's cool is what I'm saying. Well, I'll, I'll hold off then and then we'll circle back if we hear, hear from him again okay. on that, right. on the matter. But yeah, super dope. I talked before about how my feelings about like fan fiction about novels or fan film about films are weird because it's the same medium, but taking one thing and making it into something else, like that transformative aspect is mm-hmm. the coolest thing to me. So super flattered. Made my day. Yeah. All right. Are we are we gonna do this? Are we gonna jump in and uh, get killed? <laughs> oh man! So, um, how do you want to do today, guys? Because we have a split party again. Yeah. Good job, us. Um, Alana's sleeping and Ronaldo's waiting for Anne to go on a mission. So I, the only place that makes sense to me is Anne. Start there. I mean, they're not. Anne and Ronaldo are not far away from each other. They're within eyesight, but mm-hmm. Ronaldo is not going to do anything until Anne is either in trouble or accomplishes the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, with a freshly small hand-shaped burn, because this is actually something that I only just realized, is that like the hand shape that's on uh, Ronaldo's face wouldn't actually be like a full-on handprint-sized. <laughs> she can't palm him like a basketball. No, no, no it would like it would be like a. <laughs> It's a child's hand. It's a child's. It's a child's handprint. So with a with a child handprint, um, and and not quite sure exactly still what it looks like to you, Ronaldo, because you haven't had a chance to like whip out your cosmetics mirror yet. Yeah, he just knows he's hurt. You just got you got like you got a fresh burn on your cheek, and you just got a a real deep suspicion that something something has has happened to your face. <clears throat> Well, she she explicitly said that you uh you'll remember what what you did every time you look in the mirror. So uh, he he has an idea. He just doesn't know exactly what's up. Yeah, yeah, precisely. So with um with a fresh stinging still in your cheeks, um, and I don't want to say gallivants away because um she, she's there's still a pretty somber tone. Like she's not she's not happy that she had to do that to you. But it was like it was her duty from on high. Um, I'm I'm presuming then, Anne, that you're going to be making your way towards the Lord's Manor. The Lord, the Lord's Manor. Is that is that what we're doing here? Yep, I've been tasked with uh, contacting Silas in hopes of rallying a posse. <laughs> I guess is the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Anne's not Anne's not the planner. She just does what she's told, basically. Right. Right. She she's gonna do that without question, whether or not it's a good idea. Okay, all right. Um, so uh, Silas, who is normally stationed at the front gate, um, you you make your way towards there. And lucky for you that you're disguised as well as you are, because there's a lot of hustle and bustle. Um, lots of people with weapons hanging around in the area. Mean-looking people, very tense-looking people. The atmosphere generally is one of heaviness and alert. And I'm quite conspicuously not armed because I gave Ronaldo my mace. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got no weapons on you. You got a hip new haircut. You got swish new threads. <laughs> you're looking you're looking pretty happening. <clears throat> but not so much that you stand out, you know? You look you look incognito happening. <laughs> low low key pimpin'. Low key low key pimpin'. That's that's what we'll call it. You uh you begin to approach the gateway to the Lord's Manor and so yeah, you do you do see um a Silas positioned at the gate uh at his his normal station and um he he notices you approach 
Um, but it takes him a small second to like uh, uh, register recognition in his eyes. And um, once that look appears in his face, that he knows who you are and where you're coming from, he starts to look incredibly, incredibly nervous. But um, he, he doesn't look like he's making any motions to alert anyone or get anyone's attention. He's kind of, uh, he's deer in the headlight, dang it. All right, I do want to I do want to point out that um, Marshmallow is like sniper covering me from a roof somewhere, just keeping an eye on on Biz. Yeah, yeah, because uh, dire ferrets are notorious for their long range <clears throat> weapon recover. Um, okay, not not literally. I'm just saying he's on a nearby roof. Yes, yes, he's observing. <laughs> I gotta be super literal with Johnny all the time. Um, fuck. All right, so Anne's just gonna like st- stroll up to Silas as business casual as possible. She's biz cash and just be like, "Silas, hey, Silas." He um he he makes a very deliberate attempt to um not look like he's not interacting with you, <laughs> but the method in which he's interacting with you uh, is as officious as possible. And he says, "What's the trouble, citizen?" Uh, your, your boyfriend wants to, (laughs) wants to meet, uh, some stuff has happened and stuff is real bad. Yes, times are very troubling in the city of Stoneroot right now, (laughs) and I'm sorry that you're experiencing so distressing a time. The city guard would be glad to look to your concerns if only perhaps we could find a slightly more opportune time and location to discuss <laughs> um johnny what was the um place where ac said to drop off a note to contact them um i believe that the, it was a it was a dead drop at a statue yeah lights landing it's called so we'll we'll say that uh, that there's a broken statue in a square called Lights Landing, uh, where you were supposed to be dropping notes off for um, <clears throat> the mysterious hooded figure known only as AC. All right, and Anne tries to be as casually as possible drop that. That's where she wants to meet as soon as possible. Um, okay, how are you gonna do that? Like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna make me role play? No, it? I, yeah, yeah, I want to hear you. I want to hear you oh. say it, son. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cruel, Johnny. Use pig Latin, Austin. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, bees. <laughs> Why don't you just whisper it? Why is this complicated? Because <laughs> he's trying to keep it on the DL. <laughs> some some real handsome guys over a statue in Light's Landing. <laughs> Have you noticed? They're real handsome, nice hats. He looks at you a little disconcerted, kind of like cinches his eyebrows together a little bit as if like, you couldn't just give me a little more than that? You know, like he has this expression on his face like, work with me here, you know? <laughs> but but while giving you that, um, that expression, he says, um, certainly in an hour i'll be able to investigate the disturbance but until then i'm afraid my post is here at the gateway okay i'm going to go look at some butts over there <laughs> have a good guard 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 good 
he he rests the bridge of his nose in a very tense kind of like pinched hand and and just sort of like shakes his head and then quickly picks his head up and and looks around to see if anybody's uh, uh looking at him if anybody's staring <clears throat> um which they are not and he uh resumes a rather stoic vigil all right, Anne's going to go back to Ronaldo, looking mighty proud of what she thinks are pretty dope espionage skills. <laughs> <laughs> she feels good about herself. Okay. All right. So, Ronaldo, still considering um, the extent of your uh, unknown disfiguration, um, you see a, 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 a now gleeful and excited Anne kind of, like, skip her way up to you. All right, um, Ronaldo goes over to Anne and says, okay, so what's the dealio? We're going to meet Silas in an hour at the statue where we leave notes for AC. We should try to leave a note while we're waiting because uh, Frederick is gone and I don't know what they want and they might be able to help. So let's go over there. All right. Renato says, that's fine. And he just kind of sighs and looks at Anne like he's not sure what to do with her anymore. <laughs> but then he's, he starts to, as as... You know, without drawing any attention to himself, go over to uh, the fountain. All right. Uh, so you guys make your way uh, over to Light's Landing. Um, find yourself the fountain. And uh, I presume that you're going to be waiting, or are you going to also attempt to write a missive and um, snail mail it? <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I Ronaldo is not sure what to, if you should trust AC. Um... Well, let's have that conversation in character. Okay. Because Anne, yeah, Anne, when we get there, Anne's going to be like, okay, um, what should I say in this note? And then she's going to like pull out, like maybe rip a page out of her prayer book or whatever to get some paper. <laughs> okay. Ronaldo says, should we even trust AC anymore? I mean, I mean, Fitrick's dead. That was our, you know, contact we actually like. And this person is like in a cloak. For all we know, uh, AC isn't who uh, he or she says he or she is. You know, we know it's a woman. Well, I do. You don't. Are you sure? <laughs> I thought I thought Frederick. No, Frederick confirmed it to us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just wheels within wheels in this game. All right. So, <laughs> whose idea was it to play a tense political thriller with people who are, can barely read? I think that was mine because it seemed like it yeah. would be really, really funny at points. <laughs> yeah. um, Ronaldo says, "Okay. So, how about we leave a note for AC that doesn't really incriminate ourselves in any way, and so just write." Just write, AC, we are alive, but underground? Oh, let me rephrase that. Two of us are alive, but... <laughs> but You're a dick, Leon. <laughs> but underground, because of the guards. Fidric is dead. Request further information. You can find us at that bar we always go to. Are you sure that's the place we want to go? Because I'm pretty sure that that's controlled. Like, this is out of character, obviously. I think the Stone Rotten are in control of that or something. Because remember, Tamsin in Emma Disguise, like, was in cahoots with the bartender? Ronaldo doesn't know any other places in town. <laughs> that's the thing. The church is, is like, a target. Um, the, the manor is the manor. The, the place we are now is just the place we are now. All right. Well, if that's what you tell Anne to write, she'll write it. Okay. 
I don't I don't remember the name of the bar. I don't think we ever a- asked the long pole. The long pole. Okay, we'll be out. How about we'll be outside the long pole? And AC was able to go in and out without any uh, any problems. So it must. It's not like you know. It's not that bad. So we'll just say we'll be outside the long pole. All right. And writes that in what he just said, and then dead drops it. And then uh, let's just have a little discussion. Like let's just summary slash a synopsis thing right here and's like even if we don't trust the rebellion they're the only people who aren't evil like actively like the lord is doing something with demons and so is lonigan the stone rotten are kidnapping and torturing people uh we can't even trust the people in our own group like the rebellion might be blowing stuff up but they're trying to do good People who try to do good don't always end up doing good. But, yeah, all right. I mean, between be, between trusting AC and trusting, say, Lonigan and Lord Erlen, I, I guess I'll go with AC. It's better to try and fail than not try at all. You say that, but <laughs> you try and fail, you might be dead. But, okay, we'll, 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 we'll do this anyway. You, when you say that, Anne says, I'm not worried about that anymore. Evandra sent me marshmallow which is a sign that when i when i die if i die on this path everything will be okay so i'm i'm not afraid anymore okay um bernardo like sort of like taps uh Anne on the head and said you you believe that okay <laughs> there's still time for you that we i didn't make time for jane but there's still time for you to come down to the right path ronaldo my my path's fine <laughs> my path's pretty sweet as it is as you as you say that you you wouldn't wind your face up into an expression that's like ah it's okay and as you do wind your face up into that expression suddenly your yeah. cheek just stings like a motherfucker <laughs> you're like i'm okay ah i think it should be clear that like obviously austin does not approve of terrorist groups but Anne is cha- <laughs> Anne is chaotic good so that's actually like her thing she actually is kind of about terrorism in the name of faith which is kind of upsetting to roleplay this character now that i think about it oops <laughs> but yeah that's t- she's actually really down for that to a terrifying okay. degree okay ronaldo says Anne, what did you do to my face anyway i i marked you what does that mean it's just a symbol so that anyone who sees you will know that you've you sinned. Okay, how do I get it off my face? Uh there I mean there's magic that can remove curses and uh magical afflictions. Okay. Okay, how about at the end once we kill all the bad people, you find a way to get this off my face. But then people won't know. Yeah. That's the plan. Mm. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Ronaldo does not laugh. That is me laughing. Uh-huh. Um, Ronaldo just kind of clenches his fist and then like lets lets that go and says, "We'll talk about this later. Uh, let's let's just wait for Silas." Do is anything going on with Alana? We can skip over there to simulate the waiting. If not, then we could still we could talk a little bit more. I don't know what's going on over there. I'm basically waiting for somebody to wake me up, so... We, we can do... We can do... Uh, we can go to either. Yeah, I mean, we haven't got had Jess's voice up in the mix for a while. Why don't we... 
Okay, so uh, camera zooms out, <clears throat> goes to the uh, wrong side of the tracks. Uh, even though the tracks have not technically been invented yet, you're pretty sure that from an aerial view, you're like, if I was a city planner, I'd put the tracks right there. And that's the wrong side of them. Um, um, on to, of course, uh, um, the notorious club known as The Twist. Um, so Jess, you're lying in bed. You've had uh, enough to, I think, constitute a rest. So I don't know if you use any, um, um, once, uh, uh, like sleep ability or anything like that. Um, but you might want to use your hit dice to regain some hit points. Cause I think you lost one falling off the building. Yeah. And you've also leveled up as well. So there's, there's more hit points that you haven't filled yet. So, um, as exhausted as you are, because you really didn't get a chance to get much rest last night, um, on top of working for most of the early evening, um, and then a rather exhausting adventure, um, for the stretch into morning, um, in your room, you drift off to sleep really, really quickly, uh, and, and get a, a, a suitable amount of rest, um, a few hours at the very least before you're awoken by, uh, the loud sound of the front door shutting downstairs and voices murmuring. The volume that you hear the voices murmuring at is well controlled and quiet, but beyond that volume, you sense a tension in the words being spoken. Okay. You staying in your room? Uh, no, I'm gonna get up and go out and see, like, what the fuss is about. All right. Um, upon entry into the, uh, area of the upper landing, you see Quitz and Tamsin, um, finishing a short conversation with Cullen, who it looks like has done a reasonable job of making the bar look as though nothing untoward had happened in it last night. Um, and upon noticing you appear at the top of the stairs, um... They stop talking, not regarding you with any particular malice that you can read, but there's a healthy dose of curiosity in their expressions. Okay. Um, Tamsin addresses you and begins, as cordial as ever, Alana, we weren't sure if you were coming back or not. Would you care to tell us what happened to you last night? Quits here has been very concerned. Um, Quits looks at you with something resembling a pleading look, with just, like, a dash of warning. Just to, you know, spice it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna walk down the stairs towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell them exactly what I told Colin, uh, but I also, like, like, remove the wrapping he gave me mm-hmm. on my wound to see if, like, anything has, like, changed, if it's, like... Like, slowly starting to close, or if it's still bleeding. Okay. So, um, it it looks as though it's still wet. I mean, it's still fresh. You've only had the bandage on it for a few hours now. Okay. And it hadn't completely closed by the time that you had gotten to the, the twist in the first place. So, it looks it, it looks fresh, um, but in, in reasonably good shape. Okay. So, uh, Tamsin kind of, like, gives that... A little bit of an eye. I just wanna. I just wanna ask one particular thing: Is there anything that you are deliberately trying to withhold? No. Okay. I mean, these people took me in, so like, I have no reason to hide anything from them. Okay. All right. So she, um, she has a look at the wound, and in a sort of a motherly tone, says to you, "Goodness, goodness, goodness! You wouldn't happen to know where this." troublemaker is now, would you? 
No, I took off in the opposite direction, hoping that he wouldn't catch me. So you have no idea where he's headed, what he has planned, if he's got any friends in town, where he might go to ground if he was feeling a little afraid? Um, I mean, not really, but I would assume that um somebody like that might, you know, go get, uh, I mean, as lively as he was here last night, I'd assume he would want to go somewhere for a drink. And what about the halfling? The special one? <laughs> Has Anne's reputation as an idiot, like, spread throughout the city? You've, you've met Tamsin. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, I, I tell her the truth. I say, um, Anne was nice to me when I was there, like, with Ronaldo, and, um, she seemed genuinely concerned about my well-being, but other than that, I don't really know that much about her. So you got a chance to actually converse and speak with them, then? Well, Ronaldo was somewhere. I don't even remember where he was, but Anne talked to me, and she, um, she was very nice to me. She asked me, you know, who I was, and she asked me, you know, a little bit about myself, but I didn't really say anything other than, you know, my name, and that was really it. I mean, she, she seems like she's a good, she's a good person. I just think that she got mixed up with the wrong people. And did she tell you anything about what they have planned, where they might be. Well, they brought me towards um, the church, but by the time we got there, it was on fire, so... Yes, terrible business, that I heard about that this morning. Yeah, but, I mean, we didn't go anywhere. Like, we stayed around it, but, I mean, we didn't, like, stay there too long, I guess. Like, maybe an hour or so. And then that's when I had my um, scuffle with Ronaldo, and that's when I escaped because I figured with the all the excitement of the fire, maybe that was the perfect opportunity. Mm, yes, yes. Well, you don't look too worse off for wear. I assume that they, apart from this nasty wound here, uh, treated you somewhat respectfully. Hmm. What are your plans? Are you going to come back to us? Well, that's the thing. I I, I don't know. They because, my dear, if <laughs> if you're uh, getting it in your head that you might like to strike out on your own here, and uh, I will need to know because we'll have to have the roster filled tonight. Of course, we're open for business again today, as per usual, and uh, I can't have one of my best earners just completely absent, can I? No, of course not. But um. I was thinking about it, and I don't. I know that I don't know too much about what goes on behind the scenes, but Ronaldo kind of got this idea that I would know something, and I don't really know anything. And I was wondering, maybe if we gave him false information, we could lead him into a trap of some kind? What sort of information was he looking for? Um, He was looking for the... The Lord's son, I guess. Um, I heard him talk about it, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know the first place he, where he would be kept, you know. And it's a it's a mystery to us. We've heard that he's uh, gone missing from school, ran off, probably. I imagine faking his own absence in order to get his father's attention. Mm. 
But maybe if we gave him false information, we could lure him into a trap. My dear, I don't know where we'd find this information to give him, false or not. <clears throat> if we provide any idea that we have any clue where the large sun is to anyone, if that information gets into the wrong ears, why, this entire establishment could become under <sighs> a very strict thumb. You're right. I'm sorry. I thought that maybe, you know, I was just trying to help. I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's, it's understandable. You just want to help. I get that. Now, why don't you go ahead and rest up? Um, you're not going to be on the clock for a good number of hours, and you look a little hurt, so I want you just at your best tonight. Sure. Quits says, well, perhaps we should go to the office, boss, and make any final adjustments for tonight? Tamsin nods, still eyeing you, Alana, with a curious intensity that doesn't so much come across as dangerous, but assessing, as though there's some untapped worth to you that she just hasn't yet figured out how to access. The look mm -hmm. feels as though it lingers on you even after she passes out of sight, not leaving you alarmed, but certainly leaving you feeling a weight of wariness to it. They uh, wander up the stairs and disappear behind the office door, which then closes. Cullen, at the bar, raises his eyebrows and looks at you and says, See? One big happy family. I smile at him. I didn't want to interrupt the flow of these conversations, but I think you missed some primo insight check opportunities there, Jess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to call your game, dog, but I think you no, done fucked up. No, what I'm going to do is... um. After that exchange, I'm going to go upstairs and see if I can hear anything behind the door. That's pretty neat. That's, that's percept. It's, that's, that is perceptive. Yes, perceptive. Okay. Negative three. Hooray. Okay, so, so hang on. Was this, was this you attempting to, to listen? At no, wait, wait, where, where are you rolling? I, I must be losing something. No, I, I haven't rolled it yet. I was looking for my modifier. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm for, sorry. A, for a second there, I thought you were calling out a check from something that I, like, I hadn't learned yet. I was like, what is she rolling for? I misunderstood. I thought you rolled something and it ended up being negative three. That <laughs> might happen. Who knows? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Alada is not very perceptive. Eight. Okay, so this is, this is you, like, just, like, detail to me what you're trying to do here. Is this you going up to the office door and trying to get a listen in? Yeah, I'm trying to listen outside of the door. Okay, so you're you're listening outside the door? Yeah. All right. Um so I I guess you're done with your conversation with Colin right now and you you stalk back upstairs to your bedroom, but take a wily detour over to the office, which does happen to be uh unguarded at the moment. Um so you sidle up and get your ear as close to the keyhole as you can. You do manage to hear some voices uh, through the door, but you kind of come halfway in through um, through the conversation, uh, and you can hear Quits talking. Okay. He begins here saying, Some time to escape while they preoccupy themselves trying to stop him from falling. Uh, nobody will be able to touch us, boss. Uh, we can keep our people here, here, and here. 
we'll get plenty of coverage from them. When we finish, we all just disappear into the woodwork, head to ground for a little while, and meet up in a week or two. Have some of the small ones run info gathering for us and see how things are cooling off. You can hear Tamsin speaking back to him, but she's talking very, very quietly. So you can't quite make out what she's saying. Uh, he uh, goes into sort of acknowledgement mode, where he's like, Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have, uh, yeah, I'll have, I'll have, uh, Graves deal with that. Okay, good. Good. Uh, anything else? And then you hear her talk for, like, a little while. Again, indistinctly, you can't make out what she's saying. She's being very careful with her words, uh, and, uh, and her volume. Uh, until you hear Quit say, Okay, great. Uh, I guess that's that. I'll, um, I'll pass the word down the line, and, um, hopefully we've thought of everything. Thanks, boss. And then you hear footsteps start moving towards the door. Yeah, I'm gonna, as soon as he says, thanks, boss, I'm gonna take off for my room. Alright. Hightail it to the room. Um, you are at the door, uh, and inside, before you hear the door to the office open. At that point in time, uh, you're, you're pretty sure... That um, that you got away clean, but I just want you to roll a stealth check just to be sure. Okay. You are a rogue, so it'd be pretty embarrassing if you botched your first stealth check. That is true. Twenty-three. Ooh. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, so you get inside the room, and um, you hear you hear a couple of foots padding down the hall. Nobody knocks on the door. Nobody says anything. You were so sneaky, even you didn't notice you were eavesdropping. They, they, walk, <laughs> they, walk, they walk down the stairs, uh, and, and you hear them exchange words with Cullen, um, and, and you hear uh, uh, people leave the front. And then the bar goes quiet again. Okay. Do we want to zoom back over to Anne Ronaldo? I don't know. That depends if, uh, if Alana has anything else that she'd like to do at this point in time. Or do you want to do you want to think about it, Jess? What your next move is going to be, and then we'll we'll go back to the the gruesome twosome. Actually, no. What I'm going to do is shit. I don't know if that's how it works, though. That's the question. So what I was going to do is, but I don't know if it's possible. Was I was going to write a quick note to Anna and Ronaldo and mm-hmm. give it to Squeak <laughs> and tie it to Squeak and like send him out of the window. Can can does Squeak have that power? I'd be down with that if if he could. Animal handling check. I know, but I don't know. But I don't know if he would get lost. Like I feel like she would be Animal really torn about that. Handling check. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, there is one. Yeah, there's an animal handling check. It is considered the most useless skill in the game. So any time you get a chance to use it, please, sweet baby of Andre, use it. <laughs> Natural 20! Uh, yeah, I mean... Boom, crit! <laughs> yeah. Squeak sprats wings, flies, and, invent- <laughs> and invents the internet, no, and then no, sends no, an email. No, 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 Austin. No, 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 no. It gets into its toy red convertible car. <laughs> Come on, man! You know, puts on its aviator sunglasses, whips a scarf around its neck, and is like... I'll be back later, babe. <laughs> this is my 
my favorite skill check yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So what are you what are you writing down on the note then? Um, laying here low for a while. And that's it. That's all I'm going to put. All right. I feel like that was a dramatic underutilization of that boss-ass role. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the object here is not to get caught, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> or, to, or to play both sides. I mean, you know, not that I know or anything. Listen, with that nat 20, you couldn't stop him with a nuclear bomb. Squeak <laughs> is untouchable. <laughs> okay. meanwhile with tamsin so yeah in any case um in any case you you affix a little note to squeak and uh you're like okay buddy you gotta go find your new friend uh (laughs) there's some less than important information in here for him but i'm sure they'll want to hear from us anyways And off he goes, uh, out the window, into the wilderness, uh, but you're comfortable. Squeak knows these streets. He's, uh, he's a mouse of the world. Um, meanwhile, at Light's Landing... Can I, actually, since I think Anne's had some dramatic character development, can I change one of her flaws from, uh, cowardly? Because she no longer fears death. Can I change it to violent fanaticism is one of her flaws now? I suppose, yeah. I mean, she burned Ronaldo's face. That's, yeah, that's, re- that's reasonable, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. up to Johnny. But so, I mean, you're you're saying that she's she's just not like cowardly's gone. She's not cowardly anymore. Yes, she's been in a couple of scraps now. She killed a couple of hobos. Hmm. Well, yeah, and also I think just from a theological perspective, I mean, um, do you do you want to have any more conversation, Ronaldo? Before? No, I'm I'm ready to to talk to Silas. It's just she, she mentioned that she's not af- afraid to die anymore because she's so sure of what she's doing. I will allow it. Violent fanaticism. It is. <laughs> All right. This could be this could be the start of a very very dark character arc for Anne. <laughs> she's always been like in episode two. She threatened to melt a dude's face, which, by the way, I was so deliberately evoking when when the miners. You remember that scene? She said, mm-hmm. "Tell me what I want, or I'll melt your face." Mm-hmm. And then she, and then she used the command spell, which I. Absolutely paralleled later. I thought it was pretty good. She's had it with this shit. Okay, um, so waiting around in a relatively incognito fashion, um, Silas is true to his word, and in about an hour you see him appear looking especially nervous um, around the corner of a building. <clears throat> he skittishly surveys the square, uh, being so distracted that you see his gaze pass you over more than once. And on the third time his look crosses your presence, he starts startles himself for a moment, as though you had just kind of appeared magically in front of him. Mm-hmm. But warily, he marches over to you, checking over his shoulder with a regularity approaching uncontrollable tick. Uh, he stands a decent way across from you, so as not to get, like, right in your space, but uh, uh, within sort of comfortable social addressing space, and begins... I don't know how much I can help you, but I can be of help to you, because things have gone completely upend of late, and I honestly have no idea how much of it you're responsible for, and how much of it is hearsay. I just can't believe that you, and he takes a moment here to deliberately engage Ronaldo in eye contact, would be the ones who killed Fidric. I've heard some awful things about you this past night, but I just can't bring myself to believe it all. 
We didn't hurt Frederick. Frederick's my friend. All right, um, Ronaldo, Johnny, can I say Ronaldo clues um Silas in instead of recounting the events of the last twenty two hours? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, okay. like it's for the for the purposes of for the purposes of of condensed storytelling, we'll fast forward past this. Yeah. Although, again, I do have to ask: Is there anything that you are deliberately yeah. leaving out? Because <laughs> this is like. The, this is an important part of my storytelling here, is that if you're trying to hide any truth, I gotta know. <laughs> okay, Ronaldo, first of all, Ronaldo takes off his filet mignon Groucho glasses, and he, and he, and he looks, he looks more sincere than usual. As he, as you take off your disguise, Silas, uh, like, sees the burn on your face for the first point in time, and, like, kind of yeah. goes to, like, you know, check and see if you're okay, but then checks himself and sort of, like, Puts his spine back up straight again, and says, "You're hurt. I'm. I'm sorry." Ronaldo says, "It's okay. Let me explain everything." All right. Here, Ronaldo explains the events of episode one through episode twenty-one. But, and although he doesn't deliberately leave any important details out because we need Silas on our side, I would say that he smooths some of the edges. Of what happens, and we see things from Ronaldo's perspective. But by that, I mean this. <laughs> Self-defense is in quotes a lot. Right. What I'm trying to say is, Ronaldo doesn't think he did anything wrong. And he makes that clear as he is explaining the story. And that's what I wanted to say. Okay, so you are divulging the fact that Fidrick was in league with a group of people. Yeah. Yeah, l- literally everything except... And he basically, Anne thinks Ronaldo is a murderer. Ronaldo does not consider himself one. Things like that are smoothed over. Because from from Ronaldo's perspective, he is not a bad guy. Okay, okay. Um, so Silas is rather taken aback by the fact, um, the whole the whole portion of it, when you say that he was able to put you in contact with some people who look like they may have been uh, attempting to overthrow the Lord. Mm-hmm. He expresses a little concern, saying that um, he he knows that Fidric wasn't necessarily happy with the reign of the Lord, but for him to be involved in a a violent uprising is far from what he would consider to be in in line with Fidric's character. Um, This troubles him greatly. Um, He's not especially bothered by anything that you very specifically confess to doing. Hey. Um... He's a little shocked about the um, descriptions of the school, um, because he uh, he confides in you that, that he's always been uh, a real fan of, of Ulick Erlen, and thought that someday he would probably make a, a really, really impressive lord. Um, apart from that, he, he takes most of what you're trying to tell him in stride. Um, he gets really super upset when you get to the part about... Um, um, about Ulick being left behind and disappearing uh, in Rotswald. Um, and he also gets really upset when he learns, um, when you when you recount hearing of, of Fidric's death. All right, um, Ronaldo says this. Listen, so now you know exactly what's going on, and you know the lord of this town is his... He does not have the town in his best interest, is what I'm trying to say. And Lonigan is just straight up evil, and I think they are in league with each other. So we need to, and then Ronaldo like parses his words very carefully here. He says we need to confront them. 
but me and Anne can't do it alone. We're sort of down a guy, and we need your help. Basically, we're forming a larger group for safety reasons, and we want you on our side. He looks He looks at the two of you, kind of back and forth for a couple of moments, and says, A larger group? So, the three of us? Well, no, no, not the three of us. We also have a whore. Um, okay, dokie, then. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how wow. Ronaldo says it. That's how Ronaldo says it. And he says, no, we have someone else on our side, and we also have uh, a giant uh, dire ferret, and we thought we had Fidric, but he's dead. And just interrupts you and says, wouldn't it be easier if all of the guards just broke into the twist and and saved Ulick? Well, well, we have to we have to get Ulick, yes, but I don't know if we can get all the guards on our side. I mean, if Silas goes back and tells them that the Stone Rotten have kidnapped Ulick and they have him in the twist, they will all go and help. It seems like it's a self-solving problem. Or they'll kill, or we'll be creating a hostage situation if we have to, like twenty guys jump in. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chaotic good. I feel the need to reiterate that. <laughs> no, no, I know. Ronaldo says that seems like a plan that's gonna get a lot of people killed, including people we want on our side. It's up to Silas. If Silas wants to join us and have a small attack force to save Ulick, then he can. If he's not up for that, then I say he tells them and then they we just let them fight. He says the Stone Rotten have been a huge problem in the city for years and years and years before you arrived. And believe you me, we have tried to knock their operation down as many pegs as we possibly can, and it just doesn't happen. At this point in time, it's almost come to the realization that they're a, a, not a necessary evil, but a permanent one. I'm not saying that you'd, we are going to dismantle their organization and put them all in jail. I'm saying we're going to go into the place where they have the guy you're looking for and get him. And he's saying, and if we try to do that, there are people in my guards that will let them know that we are coming. I, okay, I mean, yeah, then it'll, they'll have to fight. It's just not <laughs> my problem. It, uh, Ronaldo, like, s- <laughs> like, grows a conscience for a second, and he says, and... It will be a massacre, and we won't have anyone left to, to be on our side. Between evil kidnappers and corrupt guards who serve a demon worshiper? He says, my guards are not corrupt. Okay, well, you're the first one we've met, because Frigic worked for a rebellion, and then you just told me there's a bunch of spies. <laughs> so this is news to me. He says, these are, these are tough times, and this is a difficult city. And... Sometimes all I know how to do best is to just take care of the people who need my protection. All right, Silas, I approve of you as Ronaldo's boyfriend, but I'm going to need a little bit more in terms of how you're going to help us keep people from dying because you don't like my plan. So you hit me with your best shot. I have... He reaches into his back pocket and and pulls out um, a few reams of parchment and says... I have some of the details here of Fidric's death, as well as a transcript of the ransom note that was delivered to Lord Erlen last night. Well, what does it say? He unrolls the parchment and begins to read. Erlen, we're perfectly willing to return your son as long as you meet our demands. 
You are to bring the orb and fang of Gorfanax and 10,000 gold pieces to the quarry tomorrow night. He looks, he looks up from the parchment and says, tonight, at midnight. <laughs> For your comfort, feel free to bring as many as 20 men if you feel like you need them. Your son's life hangs in the balance. Do not disappoint us. Leon has lost it. <laughs> I am I am fully erect. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, you guys just you, you, you understand here that I couldn't not, right? I I totally believe that you just could not. I totutally believe that. Like I, I, I could not help it. It was like it's a necessary component here. Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you go back like ten seconds? Cause I missed all of that. <laughs> you can't even hold on I joked a long time ago that something in the meat wheel mythos was what they were worshipping and that's why you didn't want to name the deity because I kept asking I didn't know you were going to go straight to the top to the Gorfanax himself there is there is no top of the wheel Austin remember <laughs> yeah yeah Johnny the wheel the, the uh, meat okay. wheel turns uh, I'm sorry can you please say what the ransom of those has again are you going to lose your shit again I genuinely did not hear as soon as she said Gorfanax I lost my mind <laughs> For any listeners who don't listen to our other show, Gorfanax is an alien deity that I made up as a thought experiment, and then we just liked the sound of it so much, it's a running joke with, with us. Sorry if you don't get it. I actually get it, because I listen to the other show. <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry, what, what is the thing, sir? I'm muting my audio. The note reads, Erlen, we're perfectly willing to return your son to you as long as you meet our demands. You're to bring the orb and fang of Gorfanax and 10,000 gold pieces to the quarry tomorrow night, T which would be tonight, because uh, the, 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 um, the note was delivered late last night at midnight. For your comfort, feel free to bring as many as 20 men if you feel like you need them. Your son's life hangs in the balance. Do not disappoint us. Okay. Um... Anne has, I don't know how to justify this in character, because she's super dumb, but can I have Anne realize that the fang of Gorfanax is probably that knife? Um, let's see, there's gotta be a role for that. Arca arcane something? Or I think maybe a religion. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be religion. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay, we'll make, it, make a religion check. Eleven. Hmm. I don't know about that. Because that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty stiff association to make for, uh, for Anne, or she thinks it is. You know, not she's not a certainty, but because she did steal it from the Lord. Okay, well then you can. Uh, no, she didn't. She didn't steal it from the Lord. She stole it out of the school. Oh yeah, yeah. it was Lonigan's basement. Yeah, and technically speaking, uh, your character is not really aware of the association between the two, if there is indeed. Well, no, Lonigan def, def, Lonigan said to our faces he conspires and um, sends letters back and forth and that there's a greater power than him that he answers to. Mm -hmm. I Like, he didn't come out and say, I work for him, but he was... But, but I mean, if you think you know what's going on, and if you want to make that leap, Austin, you go right ahead and make that leap. I, w I, w I would say that Anne has grouped them in her mind into demon worshippers. Okay. But she hasn't given it much more thought than that. All right. Okay. So we'll say that 
we'll say that in, yeah, in, in some kind of like pit of her stomach, dread at the back of her head, hair standing up on the back of her neck. When, when she hears Fang of Gorfanax, she's like, that could only be one thing. <laughs> she might, she might be wrong. I have no idea. I'd just like to point out that Jane could actually tell you guys if she wasn't <laughs> dead that they are actually working together, but whatever. <laughs> Good one, Ronaldo. Anyway, I'm not bitter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. So when um, Silas reads us that note and says, do you guys have those things? Are you going to buy Ulick back from them then? Silas says, I have absolutely no idea what these things are or if they we have them or it's it's foreign to me. Mm. I think I might know what one of them is. I'm not sure, but I can check. Um what should we do? Help us. We just want this to end. Ronaldo makes a face like his plan it seems to be falling apart because there is a whole new wrinkle. <laughs> Good face. Good face, Ronaldo. Yeah. Silas shrugs his shoulders and, and, and looks at you and says, I don't know what you want me to do. Okay. Well, if you're not going to help us steal Ulick back, then that's okay. You've given us enough. We know there's a meeting going on. Um... And we don't want to get you in trouble, so um, here's what I think we'll do. I'm going to go go look for what I think is one of those items, and if it is, or whatever, I'll try to take it from there. Um, do you have anything else, Ronaldo? I don't want to get. I don't want Silas to get in trouble if he's out here too long and gets seen with us or whatever. Mm, maybe, maybe Dania knows about these things. You know, if it sounds like they're like religious items, so we can ask him. Yeah. Um. Ronaldo looks at Silas, and there's like a look on his face, like he realized he's he's he may have been manipulating this guy for a really long time, and he looks kind of guilty, and he kind of like shakes a little. And he says, "I'm sorry, I'm getting you mixed up in all of this. I'm just we don't everything got turned upside down recently, but we'll, <laughs> and it and it wasn't my fault." Uh, and then Ronaldo says. But we'll keep in touch. And and hisses, kiss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ronaldo is Ronaldo is in no mood. That's the thing. Silas Silas kind of like he he very tentatively licks his lips. <laughs> <laughs> very tentatively. Get it, Silas. Get that dick. <laughs> and then um. Instead, opts to hand over the the remaining parchments and says to you, "This is a report of the details of Fidric's death. I have to go." And then he right. lingers for a second and then turns heel and and marches at like as fast as he possibly can uh, away from you. I want to say two things. First, Ronaldo checks out that ass. Second of all, that's that's a pretty it's a pretty fine ass. Okay, that's the other thing. What is what does uh, Silas look like? Because in my mind, I have an image, but it might be completely different from what you think he looks like, Johnny. And since he's a character you created, could you just tell me? Um, he's the ugliest motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a, in my head. I, I think I know what he looks like, but that's just in my head. I try to keep the physical descriptions kind of vague, so like fan artists can go wild. Like I never. No said- one has. No one has made any Silas fan art, which is really disappointing. I know. So, so we got to give them a push. Okay, so here, here, here we go. For all the fan artists, Ronaldo, Silas, go. 
Okay. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Johnny, um, mm-hmm. I, I was about to ask what Silas's charisma was, but I guess that's like out of character knowledge that I shouldn't know. <laughs> Damn, baby, you an 18? Uh, I, yeah. I can tell you at least this much, Leon, is that Silas is a pretty handsome guy. Okay. You get you get the impression you get the impression that he was he's of of well to do he's always he's he's fairly well groomed and uh, the only reason why he would be in the military is and also I mean he's he's Fidric's right hand man as well is something that you're like kind of keenly aware of so um, you sort of get the impression that it's it's um, a role of prestige like the only reason why he's in the city guard is because like you know it's family tradition or something like that so. Hmm. He conducts himself with decorum um, and and manners, so you you kind of get the impression that he's 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 your type. Okay, Ronaldo, don't fuck with Uggos. Okay, <laughs> I'm just typing in handsome guys into my Google, and I'm just gonna pick one to assign in my head. I realize that my Google is now kind of weird. <laughs> what does the autopsy report say? Um, so quickly browsing through the notes. Um, you get a couple of details. Uh, so, uh, it's noted that in contrast to gang and small-time criminal slangs in the city, Fidric's death is uh, almost perfectly clean. Um, he had no alarmed expression on his face, uh, and wasn't, uh, like, splayed or askew, or even looked like there was a struggle, suggesting that he was familiar with the killer or taken completely unaware. Uh, they're certain that the knife used in the attack was not only well-maintained, um, but quite small. Smaller even than a short sword. Um, so it, it was a, an intimate weapon. Uh, you'll also note that his body was not marked by any other blows, bruises, or cuts. So there wasn't a fight. The only wound was the killing blow. And nothing was found on the body apart from uh, a personal effects. So nothing suspicious or strange like no notes or letters or uh anything out of the ordinary we'll say ronaldo shares this information with Anne, and as we're doing this um let's let's head back to the church for now and, and try to see if we can find that dagger and then we'll go we'll, then we'll go to the bar and wait okay is that that's what you're doing yep going back to Daniel. Ronaldo's pondering this and trying to figure out what all this means. In his mind, he thinks if something is like unusual because of the events of the past weeks, he thinks it's magic, mm-hmm. but he's not sure. Actually, let me. I want to make a medicine check as well. I should have just done that to begin with. All right. To see if I uh, crit. <laughs> what? You you had you had. Oh shit, man! Damn, son! I crit my medicine check. Can I tell if the weapon sounds familiar to me? Like, is does it sound like the vampire knife? No, no. The um, the the weapon because the the vampire knife had um a, an unusual shape to the blade. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm asking. It would it would leave a very particular cut pattern, and and you're absolutely certain that whatever it was that cut Fidric's throat, um, was of of regular make, but very fine. All right. So we only got like ten minutes left. Let's get back to the church. Okay. Okay, um, shall we follow you to the church, or do we want to check in on Jess? Is there anything else that you want to... You've had some time to think about what you're up to? Uh, no. I basically... I'm basically just going to get ready for work, as it were. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to, like, make anything... Uh, I'm basically waiting for Squeak to come back. 
Okay. Um, so, uh, all right, you guys head back to the church. Um, at this point in time, the fire's out. The smell of smoke has mostly dissipated. Um, but you can see that they're still in the process of kind of like dragging out um, a lot of the damaged things. Because um, there's some stuff that's been waterlogged. There's some stuff that's also burned quite badly. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that was inside the church is kind of being like thrown into like you know a giant pile out front where it's being sifted through and uh uh attended to by people trying to establish like whether or not they're still usable or if they have to get thrown out all right um is there anybody like preventing me from just going back to where i left it and picking it up if it's there um nope nope no one's no one's guarding the inside of the church um all of the the staff have uh I mean, not all the staff, like all the guards and things like that, or who were, you know, coordinating efforts, pardon me, um, community efforts have dispersed and mostly left just the staff to deal with it themselves. All right, so I'm going to try that. Okay, give me just a second here. I'm going to be so mad if it turned out that Frederick was killed by Jack. (laughs) My favorite character, who at some point must make another cameo. (laughs) It, it it may happen. I mean, you know, there's a, a lot of people have forgotten that the fate of Rotswald hangs in the balance right now. I haven't forgotten, I just don't care. <laughs> okay. I'm dead, so... <laughs> Ronaldo cares a little. Um, uh, he Though he has long-term plans with certain characters, including Gillet, that I don't want to reveal just yet. <laughs> You're gonna go back and fuck Gillet up. <laughs> Not quite, but I have... I have plans that i want for my character including an arc which isn't entirely working right now (laughs) my arc's working splendidly i know i know you your character has developed all right um so i've i've got the the notes here that i made about this uh okay austin um you get back to the area that you were staying but the room has been gutted all right um you can see that there's smoke damage on the walls so that like somebody had um had actually set a fire in this room as well Oh, that's not great. I'm going to cast Detect Magic as a ritual Mm -hmm. to look for glowing in the wreckage. Okay. Seeing as how this is a church, um, you see a number of sources of glowing, but it's um, nothing is is significantly jumping out at you. Ronaldo, I want to roll Investigation. All right. 14. Eh, Solid, but, you know. Um, You're looking, you find nothing. Do any of the glowing things look particularly valuable or powerful? Or meaningful? Um, church relics mostly. You see a couple of chalices. There's like a, um, a shield, um, some robes. Mm, you know, some of them look valuable, yeah, but they also look not yours. <laughs> R- Ronaldo looks around uh, for Danyan. Um, Danyan's in uh, one of the um, uh, rooms that had the wounded in it. Uh, it looks as though this room particularly was, like, hit the worst by at least the smoke. But you can tell now that you're inside the church what he meant when he was saying, like, strategic fire placements. Because it's obvious that it's not like a blaze cut its way through this entire church, but there are, like, areas where you see that there's, like, lots of centralized damage that people might not necessarily have been congregating at. All right. Uh, he's he's overseeing... Uh, um. Uh, like basically fixing some stuff up. There's a couple of laborers that look as though they've given of their time this morning to aid in the cleanup of the church. Danyan, have you seen that knife that I brought here? Hmm. Not since we discussed it. Oh no, I think the people who've set the fire stole it. I... 
It's it's a mess in here right now, my children. Uh, I wish I could uh, I could tell you with some certainty where it was, but there's just so much that I haven't had a chance to sift through yet. Ronaldo sort of interjects himself into this conversation and says, "What can you tell me about Gorfinex?" <laughs> he, he eyes you suspiciously, <laughs> yeah, and kind of like screws his face up and says, "I have is is that a person?" Okay, so that's a no. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo like snaps his fingers and says, "Damn," <laughs> because that was his whole plan. Okay, so if we can't find the knife and we can't find any leads on whatever the Gorfinax is, then we probably should just go outside the long pole and wait to see if AC's contact shows up, correct? We're not not a sort of size because, like, all all of his ideas are not working. (laughs) And, uh, and, And as noted, he gets, like, sort of flustered easily. And he says, fine. And he And he goes. Well, hold on. I was just I was just confirming that that's our plan. Yeah, yeah, that is the plan. Uh Daniel, do you know anything else um about the Okay, let me try let me try to think how to word this. So that knife that was vampire-y, we think it might have something to do with something called Gorfinex. Is uh if you don't know what that word means, do you know anything else you could tell us about vampirism and demons that might be helpful in in tracking down information about? Uh, that figure? Like, is there uh, any books? Is there any, like, scholars? Anything like that? He says that uh, Stoneroot is home to one of the most impressive book repositories, and... Ooh, um... I think all the kingdoms that border it. I mean, if you're looking for historical documents um, on the arcane, then that might be a, a good place to look. All right. So if our if AC's contact doesn't show up or we can't get anything from there, we have a backup plan is to research Gorfinax at the repository. That's good. Uh, one more thing. Can you explain to Ronaldo what happens if he dies and he doesn't accept a good god? I've try. I've. This is important to me. <laughs> he says, "Are you one of the faithless, my son?" Ronaldo like does not like the way this conversation is going. He puts his hand on your shoulder in a very avuncular way. Okay. In a way that says, let Uncle Danyan tell you about hell. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Hell is canon in D&D. Okay. It is true. (sighs) What is it that they call it? Like the Wall of the Faithless or something? Uh, I don't think that's um, canon in 5th edition anymore. That was a thing. Now it's just the Outlands. Ah. Which is pl- Planescape has been folded into Forgotten Realms. Oh my god, that's that's miserable. Do they still have the Nine Hells? Yeah, B- Bator, the Nine Hells, is definitely canon. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, like, I, can you guys tell that this is the thing that interests me most about this game? Um. <laughs> well, I mean, if that wasn't a friggin' dead giveaway. She wants to save your soul, Ronaldo. <sighs> Ronaldo says, I'm doing just fine. And he kind of like shakes a little because he doesn't. <laughs> he he knows that every, they both have their best, uh, his best interests at heart, but he doesn't like the way so far that religious people have treated him because so far all religious people have done is burn his face. <laughs> so no, Anne was your best friend before you killed her other best friend, and then you burned the church of his face. <laughs> 
And do you say that? Do you say out loud, like, uh, I'm not receptive to your message because you done, done fucked up my grill? No, um, Ronaldo just sort of shakes and he, and he says, I'm doing just fine. And then he sort of like backs off a little and, uh, and leaves. All right. Anne's going to like run after him, like, thanks, Danyan, and run after Ronaldo and try to explain. Danyan calls out to you and says, I'll keep an eye out for your knife. Oh, did you, can we say that he gave me directions to the book repository? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. So I'm going to chase after Ronaldo and try to explain to him, uh, since you killed Jane and she didn't accept any gods, she's going to be in limbo for all eternity, which is worse than you can like possibly imagine. Good. Well, you're not going to get much better. Do you know what happens if you, when you die? I haven't done anything wrong. It doesn't matter. That's not how the afterlife works. Well, that's really fucked up. Uh, listen, it's a physical, <laughs> it's a physical law of reality. It's not up to us. You should accept Avandra into your heart. Avandra is a traveling deity, so she doesn't have a home plane. If when you die, you go to one of three, uh, afterlifes. Ronaldo, um, makes the hand motion that, that, uh, of you're talking too much. And ignores you. <laughs> She says there's there's a afterlife for warriors. That's probably where you want to go. And then there's Arborea, which is for druids and elves. And then there's the Beastlands, which is for animals and rangers. And that's why I dedicated myself to ranger training. And Evandra rewarded me with Marshmallow. It's real. It works. Anne. Anne. Yes. Hold your breath really long time. Why? Just do it. And then Ronaldo just keeps walking. Constitution check. <laughs> Constitution saving throw. Anne's gonna hold her breath. Jeez. <laughs> I swear to God, if that you kill another party member. <laughs> oh no, I only got a nine. Oh shit. So after after you say, you know, just just hold your breath. Anne does hold her breath, but because she's a halfling, she has to like scramble a little bit to keep up with you. Mm-hmm. And roughly after about a minute maybe a minute and a half or something like that, you see her kind of, like, waver a little bit while standing up, and then she just, like, pitches straight forward, face first, onto the, uh, <clears throat> onto the, the pavement. Silent. Okay. Ronaldo, uh, runs back because he feels guilty now. No, this is, like, this is happening, like, right next to you. Like, she's, she's waiting for more instructions. She's like, oh, okay, hold my breath. You know, what next? So she's, like, holding her breath, kind of, like, running to keep up with you, uh, like, just looking at you, waiting for your next instruction, and then right next to you, just, like, pitches forward onto the pavement, silent. Okay, he, he, like, he stops and wakes her up. She comes to relatively quickly. But then immediately when she realizes that she hasn't managed to hold her breath while she's unconscious, she holds her breath again. And you can stop now. <sighs> that was really hard. Why did I do that? Ronaldo just sent him sighs and then puts Anne on his shoulders and says, never mind, let's just go. Okay. I won't bother you anymore if you don't want me to. I just worry about you. I know stuff has happened and we, we've both done bad things, but I still care about you. You're still my best friend. You're my best friend, too. <laughs> I love you, Ronaldo. I'm reasonably fond of you, Anne. <laughs> Anne pats your head. Okay. All right. So uh, you guys make it to the long pole without um, any further incidents. What's your plan here? I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out like right outside the door. I'm gonna put one foot against the wall and one foot straight down, cross my arms, and look really cool. Okay. <clears throat> All right. 
Do I need to do I need to roll to look cool? No, you don't need to roll to look cool. Your charisma cool. pretty much takes care of that. People just walk Solid. by you on the street and they're like, "Nice." <laughs> Great. Uh, can I roll perception to see if I notice anybody who looks like they're coming to meet us, like they're trying to like catch our gaze or anything like that? Go for it. Uh, nine, not great. Okay. Do you want to maybe do the same, Leon? Yes. What What is my what What, what am I taking for a perception? Yep, perception. Fifteen. Fifteen. All right. Um, you're not there for very long. When um, out of the corner of your eye, you see what looks like um, a suspicious group of people moving with um, purpose towards the the front door of the long pole. Um, however, they don't get within like fifty feet of you when you realize that the person standing at the front of the line is Blister. And she's got three very thuggish-looking people behind her, um, one oh of them God. carrying a large bundle of sorts that, without putting too much of your investigative powers into it, you're 100% certain that there are weapons inside. Okay, it, let me let me say this. If if I rolled a solid thing to, to check to see who, uh, people who are coming, if I see Blister, can I duck out of the way before she sees me? Well, this is one of the interesting things, is that um, <laughs> she is not looking around. This is something that you notice. She's not looking around the neighborhood, scanning faces or anything like that. She's not even, like, doesn't look vaguely distracted by anything. She is heading straight for the front door of the long pole with a very determined look in her face. Okay. And, like, she hasn't even noticed that you're, like, standing against the wall. Never mind the fact that she's only seen you with your filet mignon uh, costume on. Okay, yeah, and I am out of it now. Okay, uh, Ronaldo uh, tips his hat down just a little bit, just in case, and then whispers to Anne and says, That's Blister. Um, I made people do the Ronaldo on her. <laughs> um, and then basically just R- Ronaldo recaps wh- what what happened and who she is. All right, so Anne says, As the kidnappers? I, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I do know that they're bad guys and that they, you know... They're part of the group that tortured me and tried to sell me into sex slavery and may or may not have the Lord's son. All right. So do they go inside the building then, Johnny? Uh, they're, they're, yeah. All right. So when they go inside and says, okay, they're kidnappers. Um, can she, she wants to jam the door shut with <laughs> knives. Like she has like tw- 12 <laughs> knives in her bag, right? You're going to penny the door. Yeah. Can I do that? All right. Give it a try. Okay, what do I need to roll? Um, let's see here. What kind of check would that be? What do you roll for that? I feel like that's just a thing I do. It's not necessarily a chance of failure. Um, yeah, I suppose you might be right. They might have to, like, roll to get it back open again, but, um... They, it sounds like they would need to make strength checks. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, that's that's something that you do. Although, while you're doing it, a number of people on the street are kind of giving you this look like... Renault? <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. And in fact, somebody, like, a, a, what would be a regular common citizen walks up to the door and says, Ex- um, ex- can I, pardon me, I'm... Church business. I'd like to get in. Sorry, church business. I'm... Ronaldo st- steps in front of uh, uh, Anne, uh, like, between the guy and Anne, so he can't uh, get any closer to her, and says, uh, he just, he just give him a hard look and says, back off. He, he, um, a roll intimidation then. I'm gonna. Yeah. D- you better. Oh my God. <laughs> Hell yeah! 24! Nice! 
I intimi- I, I nuked him from space from <laughs> with my intimidation. So he puts his hands up and says, "Okay, okay, 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 okay. I'll I'll go in the back way." Oh fuck! Oh shit! There's a back. Uh, Renato jumps up and said, "Eh, there's a back way." All right. Um, I'm gonna use half my knives in the front door and half on the back door. <laughs> Yeah, Renato like sort of like shoulder blocks the guy out of the way, and then and then hurries and to the to whatever it is the back way. He just like he just sort of like hip checks him a little, and then, and then like rushes and to the back. Okay, so that's happened. All right, and then once she's used all her knives to lock all the doors, she sets the building on fire with sacred flame and says, "Oh my god!" and and says to Renato, "Let's go check the repository. I got we got to do some research." And she walks off. Renato says, what the hell did you just do? You know how many people are in there? We have to stop the kidnappers. You hear the guy out front um, start, like, uh, uh, banging on the windows, and people inside start start yelling, fire, fire. And the guy out front starts yelling, fire, someone call the city guard, there's a fire. Renato grabs Anne, like, and holds her, like, um a suitcase and a guy <laughs> running through the airport and just bolts. <laughs> yep. We got to go check out a book, Ronaldo. We, we got bad guys to stop. <laughs> Ronaldo's eyes are like wide as dinner plates. On your way away from the, from the long pole, you see um, a window open on the second floor and a very familiar looking cloaked figure um, <laughs> leaps oh out. And uh, hits the ground effortlessly. You're kind of like, whoa, that's some impressive acrobatics. And just starts walking away. If we recognize the cloaked figure, then can I wave them over? I want to wave them over. I mean, you can draw more attention to yourself if you want. I don't think that's a good idea. Just, I'm not going to start screaming. I just want to wave so they get their attention and then see if they'll follow us. Um, (laughs) It's up to you, Johnny. I don't don't know. I'm, I'm running. Ronaldo is not stopping. I want to make that clear. Okay, that'd be. I, I'd say that'd be a performance check because if you're um, if you're trying to like you know get their attention subtly, mm-hmm. then then that requires you to thirteen. Um, you are unsure as to whether or not the figure, who is normally relatively good at keeping its intentions um, secret, mm-hmm. um, you don't know whether or not it's it's seen you. All right. So we're going to head off to the book repository. Ronaldo, like, runs until he literally can't run anymore. Like, even when he's completely exhausted, he just keeps going until his body has to stop. That is how far away he wants to get from the arson. (laughs) If Anne sees that Ronaldo's tired, she's going to cast guidance on him. We don't actually need to, like, roll that, but (laughs) role-playing to help him run. That's fine. And then, as far as Ronaldo can go without... Uh, tipping over, that's as far as he goes. I just want Johnny to know he gets as far away as possible. All right. It's uh, it's not too long, though, before you come face-to-face with what, what presents itself as being one of the obvious, oldest, and most expansive um, civilian structures, which you can tell by the fact that there's no, like, you know, guards people outside or anything like that. And uh, from the description that Danyan has given you, you are quite sure that this is the the library slash book repository that uh, that he's told you about. It doesn't look like a very friendly place. Next time on Dice Funk. The flash of the teleportation spell wears off, and 
blinking because your eyes aren't used to such a bright, ethereal light, it becomes clear over the next couple of seconds that it worked, and you have indeed been transported to the dimension of Fleece. It's not murder, Ronaldo. I sent the kidnappers to hell and all the good people to Celestia. It was totally a good thing to do. Don't be, don't make this weird. Ronaldo cradles Anne in his arms and says, You know, Anne, one day when you've beaten all the bad people, Avandra will let you retire. And we're going to go to a farm. And there's going to be chickens and rabbits. And you're going to get to tend the rabbits. <laughs> Squeak was on his way to deliver a message to Anne and Ronaldo. However, he found a giant mountain of cheese in the town square and has decided to devour all of it before he goes any further. I thought he was going to find a mountain of bodies. (laughs) (laughs) That too. As always, our theme song is A Fistful of Nickels, the overclocked remix arrangement of a Shadows theme from Final Fantasy VI. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of February 2016 are Joseph Timbrello, Ingmar Gremmen, The Cult of Gorfanax, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jason, Eric Kimball, Harrison Andrew, Luke Powers, Phoenix Mod, Jade, Kevin Sidlow, Tarka, Jacques Lindsay, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlo, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. If you want to support the show, there are a number of ways to get the word out, whether you comment on Channel Awesome, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Podbean, or rate us on iTunes. If you want to help more directly, you can find Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. You can find Jess at patreon.com slash ravenallegria13. And you can find me at patreon.com slash If you'd like to support Johnny, make an offering of your firstborn son to the full moon. After a fortnight passes, the ritual will commence.